This moment of respite is brought to you by Subway. Five footlongs, starting at four ninety nine each. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Five footlongs, starting at four ninety nine each. Goodbye. Limited time for participating shops. Prices vary or higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Extras additional, plus tax, no additional discounts or coupons applied. Uh, and we're back for uh, another uh, another week. This is episode nineteen. Ned. Yeah, no, I I'd practice, man. That was the one time I was going to get it right. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. No, it does. Well, you showed me the list. It's uh, it's what we call quality, well, and quantity content, right there. Yeah, yeah. Our episodes are becoming equal to our uh, listeners. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. It's a little optimistic, but uh, if we can go up one listener per episode, I would be a very happy person. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, so, what's going yeah. on, Ned? Uh, we uh, we talked about uh, just you know recapping some things. Maybe um, yeah. where do you want to start? You want to talk about St. Patty's Day? That uh, seems like a good a place as any. Um, yeah. So happy St. Patrick's Day, belatedly to you and uh, our listener. Um, what'd you do? Did you have fun? Um, actually, my dad really enjoys the parade, even though we're we're Jewish, uh, not Irish. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's big in New York. You can be an Irish cool. Jew, can't you? Yeah, everyone's I mean, Irish for. Well, you could maybe, but uh, no, I don't think there's many Irish Jews out there. Uh, it was good, man. It wasn't too cold, and uh, it goes on for like six hours. It's a huge deal in New York, but uh. I didn't drink on St. Patty's Day. It was sort of uh, oh. a very, uh, very odd experience. But um, it was just such a shit show in New York that I, I didn't want to even be around it. I guess I, I getting to that age. I don't know. Well, what's worse, uh, St. Patrick's Day in New York or SantaCon? I think um, St. Patty's Day for sure. Really? Because wow. that that involves St. Patty's Day is like teenagers skipping school uh, you know the, who are like 15 to drink and then up oh. to like 80 you know yeah so like covers like every age but uh you know santa con's just just a bunch of millennial assholes uh, <laughs> no no offense to all those fans out there but I no i think st yeah. patty's day is a lot worse i'd say okay um you know i don't think i've ever seen the parade either in new york or chicago which i understand it they have a pretty big one too and they you know die the river and everything um, yeah, I was going to say, one of the things I thought about just seeing all these drunk idiots <laughs> got me thinking about this age old question of like, mm -hmm. you always, don't, don't you think everyone's always like, we never used to be like that. Everyone was just like sloppy and like, just, I, I don't think we were that bad. I think even when we were, you know, drunk and annoying and uh, young, I, I don't think, I think we had a certain level of uh, decorum. Well, you know, it's one of those things like I... I, I know some people who maybe drank in high school uh, possibly earlier and I think if you start younger and in moderation you have more of a respect for it uh, an understanding of it as opposed to you know being thrown into college uh, away from your parents possibly for the first time and then you just you know go fucking apeshit um, that is certainly... very uh, yeah. that is very good insight Ned uh, <laughs> well no that's that's very European that 
Isn't that what they do in like uh, you know Spain or wherever? They let them drink in front of their parents, like they let them have a glass of wine when they're like underage. Or yeah, no, they're, at the I, don't table. Know, I don't know what the age is there, but but they they don't treat it as this like crazy, you know, re, kind of uh, rebel against your parents and sneak out like they're mm-hmm. they're already starting. So it's sort of I guess demystified. I think you're right. Yeah, no, my my parents, I was not drinking a lot of wine, but maybe like a quarter glass of wine when I was like 14 at the dinner table. Um, yeah, yeah that's, I, think, I just I I think it just makes it seem like yeah you're not going to go, you know, go nuts. I mean, people I know in college. Well, actually, that's not true. I was going to say people that went to prep school sort of had maybe that, but I don't I don't know. I think they were actually pretty accelerated <laughs> drinkers by that by that point because of the prep school. Well, I'll tell you, there's a reason for that, and I've got this from my siblings who both went away. Um, prep school, you obviously can't drink because unless you like, you know, went to Cushing and played hockey when you were 24 and had three kids, uh, you, you're underage at most of these places. So <laughs> what? you just you just threw shade at Cushing. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a school called Cushing Academy that, like, when I was uh, in high school, they had like 22, 23 year old guys on the team who were like four year red shirts, um, <laughs> and they they were the top of D one every single year. Like nobody came close. So that's always been. Our, I don't know what they're like anymore, but <clears throat> why? Because because um, they just cared about hockey so much that they were just like red shirt people, and so you had all these older people playing. Yeah, they were hoping, I mean, look, if you're 24 and you're not already in, like, the AHL or ECHL or something, you're probably not making it anyway, but I think they had hopes that they would get into a better school if they were better hockey players and, you know, kind of delayed their entry a bit. Uh, All right, well, take that Cushing burn by next. Uh, (laughs) Who's next? Uh, Deerfield? Uh, (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know. I got a good buddy who went to Deerfield. I got friends who went to Choate. I just met some people who went to Loomis, actually. Um, all of these have kind of coalesced into one massive ball of prep schools that, you know, I didn't go away, so I wasn't, I don't remember them all that well. But um, anyway, from my brother and sister, especially my sister has gone away, uh, they, y- you have to hide your alcohol, and it's an awful lot easier to hide your alcohol if you've got, you know, a, a liter bottle of vodka than if you've got a 30-pack of Bud. So they're all drinking, you know, straight vodka, possibly with mixers. But like, you know, we could start on Bud Vegas or Bud Light or Natty, whatever, just because, you know, your parents probably had it and you weren't going to get busted by a TA walking down the hall trying to put it in the garbage chute. Interesting. Um, so they, they so, had to kick it up a notch. So you start with, yeah, booze, I guess, is easier to hide. Hmm. What, uh... And what, is there, what was the whole thing? Remember that movie Toy Soldiers? Like with the Listerine? I don't understand the Listerine. Where did that come into it? Or was that green dye in a Listerine bottle with vodka? Oh, man, I don't remember that movie that well, but I think that was a green dye and vodka thing. Which, appropriately enough, reme- is, uh, this is topical for St. Patrick's Day. You don't um, remember Sean, Sean Astin saving the day in that movie? It was, it was a good was, movie. Was Will Wheaton in that? Will Wheaton, Louis Gossett Jr., not junior junior Louis Gossett Jr. was like the principal yeah and like the president's son or a congressman's son was also there they were trying to kidnap him I don't remember is that right yeah yeah they like took over this prep school and then Sean Astin was kind of a fuck up and the whole Listerine thing and then he saved the day this is a great movie actually I want to watch that again Uh, that's pretty good Um, it's timeless we could we could do a section later in the show about movies that would actually be right for a remake that were like decent but you could update them without totally destroying them. Like, 
instead of trying to like redo the Godfather or something. Yeah, um, that's a good topic. Well, yeah, well, I guess we'll get Put to that. that. Or we can yeah. we can move right in there right now. Not to you. That sounds like a little preparation is needed. What um, so no, we can say Patty's Day against yeah. what was uh, Los Angeles like? What'd you do? I, t- I mean, I'll tell you what, it was pretty uh, pretty mellow out here. Um, they last year, I just remember it being, you know, three four years ago. I don't remember in between, but you know, the Irish bars were just packed to the gills with fifty sixty people in line outside, all of them. And then last year, every bar was packed because people figured out the overflow and they were like, fuck it, we'll just go to the Mexican bars, we'll go to the Mexican restaurants, we'll go to the Chinese places and just like, just drink there. So every place had 50, 60 people out front. Um, And I don't know, maybe there was some backlash from that because I didn't see a line at all. I mean, I'm not out as late as I used to be, but it was uh, pretty mellow. For the most part. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I was it, in an Irish it, bar for a couple hours, and it was fine. It was crowded, but nothing crazy. You know, no lines. Yeah. Well, that's weird, because it, it was a Friday, too, so. I know, yeah. That's like an easy day to get out. So I was I was surprised, um, <clears throat> and I don't really participate. You know, I don't work green, and I don't... There are a couple of things that you can do or are supposed to do and on St. Patrick's Day. It's a little more traditional, like... Uh, uh, putting a three or four leaf clover if you can find one on your beer and then you know drinking the beer to the end and then you know either eating the clover or throwing it over your right shoulder uh, you know will give you good luck for the next you know 12 months or something but yeah okay um, I, I was at a bar the other day watching uh, basketball at an Irish bar and you just said four leaf clover but apparently that's not what it is and I, I, it's a shamrock which has three. Oh. Things, not for. Oh, I'm supposed to be uh, on top of this stuff, but yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. well, that's usually the stuff you would know, but I only knew it because I was like, oh, it's a uh, it's a whirly clover, and this guy's like, no, it's not, you idiot, it's a shamrock. I'm like, okay, because it's like the so it's something like the Holy Trinity, because it was like from St. Patrick, you know. Yeah, so there's no, that's, three. That's a that shamrock. Is, yeah. That's a very good point. I did in my research read up on that remembered it for about seven seconds and promptly forgot it <laughs> um, well i wore at least a green sweater that's not that hard yeah well that's that's good i mean you went to the parade i just sat at a bar um and you know, didn't at least i didn't do like you know goldschlager shots or anything like that i was just having beer and whiskey so i guess i was staying relatively close to it all right all right um it sounds fun i mean uh, low-key is good yeah, Loki was fine. Uh, I prefer Saint, that Saint over Patty's, Saint Patty's Day is like what with with New Year's? It's probably the, the and Cinco de Mayo or like the Holy Trinity of uh, you know amateur hours. <laughs> well, at least two of those are uh, culturally, well, theoretically culturally based, but they've uh, been criticized because of. Um, you know the the amount of drinking that's been associated with all of them recently. But that's usually my plan. I go to you know this Mexican restaurant on St. Patrick's Day, and I go to the Irish bars on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> smart, smart, smart. That's man. Like, you beat the crowds. That's a pro tip. Uh, you know, this is our pro tip section of the podcast today. You um, go to a Jewish Jewish deli on Christmas. I go to Chinese restaurants on Christmas. I don't know if yeah, that's well, quite the same yeah. thing, but. Yeah, well, everybody does. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I thought, I th- no, you're, Chris, <laughs> yeah. you're Christmas, you actually eat, like, at home. Like, Jews go to, you know, Chinese restaurants because we don't cook and whatever. 
No, no, we go nothing's, out. So nothing's open. Christmas Eve, I'll cook at home. Like uh, a ham or usually some kind of like beef, you know, like a filet or uh, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, Christmas Day, we go out to Chinese. It's kind of like a little family hmm. tradition for us. Nice. All right. Something I didn't know. I thought you went to uh, mass and, uh, you know, ate, drank eggnog <laughs> all day. Listen to Bing Crosby. I think we used to go to Mass, but I think my mom got tired of me pretending to be sick uh, out of the blue every time that came up. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're covering all the holidays. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. What uh, uh, What else is going on? Any uh, Anything you want to touch base on while we're here? Uh, no, I feel like we almost delved into what, what Strom has beef with this week um, with the young kids running around obliterated, but... Um, yeah. yeah, well, that's that's one thing. But uh, oh, oh. I'm sure there are many more. I wouldn't want to limit you just to the one. Well, uh, you know, that that was a side note. That, that goes along with say baddies. Well, we talked about me. You know, just I don't know. I want. I don't want to say complaining, but hmm. pointing out pointing out just something that's <laughs> p- pissing me off this week. Yeah. Um, there's actually a few things. So you know, it snowed in New York. I guess when it snows, for some people in, in New York, they feel like they don't want to clean up after their dogs. I don't know why that's a thing. No. Um, that seems like the one time you'd really want them to. Well, I think because it just maybe you know, they can kick it or whatever, but like they're assholes. Anyone that doesn't clean up after their dog shouldn't have a dog. Yeah. But um, there's this new thing I've seen a lot where, where people put – you walk by and there's a bag of dog poop, but it's still on the street. So the person takes the time to pick up the bag – tie it but then just leaves it what's up with that no i hear you i've seen it i haven't seen it in new york because i feel like you've got a trash bag every on every corner it's just part of having a dog i just i can't even understand what's going through your mind to let just you know shit on the street but um that's just like a separate kind of asshole the asshole that doesn't pick up is like crazy asshole but this Mm. is this is some next level stuff to put it in a bag to take that effort but then just (laughs) leave it on the ground like, what is it? Why? Uh, I, I don't know. I have nothing there because that doesn't make a ton of sense. You've already put in yeah. 90% you, of the effort. Have you seen that in Los Angeles? I have, but I've only seen it uh, when I go on hikes or trail runs or something because you take your dog up, you don't want to carry the shit for the three, four miles you're going up, so you leave it on the side, you grab it on the way back, and then there's a trash can you know, at the trailhead, but you're not going to see one. So that I get. Um you yeah, if there's – maybe, if, as long as you pick it up on the way back. This is just – I don't get it. It uh, drives me nuts. No, that's a weird thing, man. I, uh, I got nothing yeah. for you on that. Um, but I think you should not be able to have a dog if you can't pick up after it. That's part of the thing. Um, the other thing, I told yeah. you about my crazy crazy gym around me on the Upper West Equinox. Um, um, well, refresh my memory. Well, it's just – there's so many things I could do a whole episode on this gym. There's the craziest. There's the craziest people here. I don't know if it, it's like a free. You know, there's like a, you know, psychiatric clinic nearby that gets free Equinox access. But the these people wear they don't wear gym clothes to the gym. Uh, okay. So like, one person is in jeans, the other person is uh, wearing a button down, so another guy's wearing khakis and a sweater. Like I'm I'm not shitting you. Like this is real. Do they? I'm, um, I'm sorry. I figured you meant like they were. They go there, change into gym stuff, work out, no, shower, no. change They're, back. Guy on the bike is wearing jeans. 
guy on a treadmill, like an old guy, is dressed up like he's going to his country club for uh, for lunch. Like, it's it's kind of bizarre. I, I've never. It's just it's uh, something new every day. But the people are not dressed appropriately for the gym. A lot of people. Why would you want to wow. work out in jeans anyway? Or, I or a sweater. <laughs> you got me at a loss for words on on both these things. I've never seen right. either of those before. Yeah. Is there some kind of running thread between all these people that you can put them together aside from just sheer insanity? Uh, they all they all live on the Upper West, and I think huh. a lot of crazy uh, lives on the Upper West in New York. Yeah, we've talked about how crazy the Upper West is, and you know, let's not forget that you live there. But uh, I also think like living in New York. I mean, LA is great. You got nice weather, yeah. beach. You know, traffic is annoying, but like. Living in a city like New York for like 40 years, which a lot of people on the Upper West, I guess, are like, um, it just makes you sort of crazy. You're like, to live in an urban environment like this mm-hmm. for that long, you just become sort of like oblivious to what's normal to do. Well, I feel like you're like a shut-in, right? Yeah, I mean, especially exactly. if the weather's it's cold and terrible. I mean, it's been... It's been pretty stormy here. Did I bring this up in a previous podcast? That I don't know if it's still true, but as of about like a month ago, Los Angeles and Seattle had uh, each received the same amount of rain. Uh, yeah, I think you brought that up like last week, last yeah. episode. Yeah, see, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, um, it's nuts. That's, that's nuts. Um, I'm sure that's going to change as the next couple of months go, but uh, it's raining today a little bit. Wow. Should we discuss? Do you want to talk about if global warming exists? Is that, is that what you're leading into? <laughs> um, I think we... Oh, God, shit. <laughs> I just got uh, f- freaked out by something, sorry. A couple, like a week ago, I was on the phone with somebody, and we have this cat that lives in our complex, and um, uh, somebody let him in. To the door, or my my door was cracked open, and I didn't know he was in the house. And I just I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. And this, did I tell you this? And, no, uh, I, I actually might have. I feel like you and, might have mentioned a cat before. Yeah, if if well, I had just gotten a, like a kind of light concussion, and so I thought I was just making it up. And then all of a sudden, he jumped on my bed while I was looking, and sort of scared the shit out of me a little bit. Yeah, I would um, like I would lose my damn mind. I'm allergic to cats. Yeah. Oh well, that would be doubly bad for you. Um, but you just got a, whose cat is it? Uh, it's these neighbors who are uh, I don't know, like six doors down. But the cat just showed up uh, one day a little bit after they moved in, and its name is Monster. Uh, and this little black cat is just who's got like shaved eyebrows. <laughs> the whole cat is black except for where the eyebrows should be, and then there's this little these two little bald spots. Above his yeah, uh, yeah. eyes. I don't know why, sounds, but he's. I guess that's why they call him monster. That sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, uh, it's funny. They let him just roam around. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I texted him the first night. Uh, he showed up because, like, a month before, I found this other stray cat. So I wanted to make sure this thing wasn't missing from somewhere. And they were like, "Oh no, that's monster. Sorry. Yeah, he just wanders around and he'll just he goes into everyone's apartment." And just chills. That's so creepy. That's that's not <laughs> that's not right. Okay. Um, so did you just see him now? Is that what you're saying? No, I saw something else. But I've been. Uh, what I can talk about is uh, yesterday I was out hiking. I was going to get to after the you know left poop bag thing. Um, <laughs> but I saw first rattlesnake of the season. 
it's exciting. And I hadn't <laughs> thought about that in a while. I swear to God, I've been more worried about mountain lions. And I was running down the thing, and I see this thing slithering across the trail. And I get pretty close because it took so because one, I was incredibly tired, and it just took a while to kind of click in. Um, so I got within about five feet before I really realized what it was, and then kind of backtracked a little bit. And um, yeah, that's that that would have been that would have been bad if I was about ten seconds earlier. Um, are they was, uh, are they super dangerous? They will uh, kill you pretty quickly if you get bit. Yeah, wow. I think you've got like a thirty minute window. That's something I'm sure we can look up. But um, bottom line so is you don't you don't want to get bit by one. Right. At all. So you saw a snake and you you were scared of mountain lions. Uh, my first question would be why the hell are you running in this place? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, last I so there I think there are fifty one tagged mountain lions in the Santa Monica Mountains um, that people kind of research and keep track of. But people have been attacked, and I happen to take routes that are a little more off the beaten path. Uh, so, so you'll just get you'll just get murdered or kidnapped. Uh, well, murder is a strong word. I think mauled. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, I was saying you're probably dealing with some some weird guy that lives up there because you can go off the beaten path. Oh no, this is all uh, public parkland, basically. So no houses or anything. But <clears throat> no, no, have... the people like like homeless people. Well, now I'm freaked out about homeless people too. It's great. All right, all right. Well, you gotta you gotta be careful. Take mm. care of yourself. Um, I try. Moving into our next segment, uh, celebrity Ned celebrity story time. <laughs> celebrity showdown. Um, I don't think I'm trying to. This can be recent or from your storied past. Uh... Well, did I ever talk about Al Pacino? <laughs> no. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know whose car I was in, but we were driving uh, down Pacific or Ocean Ave, and there is a teal neon Bentley, neon teal <laughs> Bentley convertible. Uh, the one those things are just gigantic. They are they're you know like uh, Boston Whalers of the road, and um, I look over and I'm I'm, I'm like wow that's that's definitely Al Pacino. And uh, he had the most interesting hair and was just like singing a lot of music and having a great day. And uh, I was like, that can't be Pacino. And whoever I was with, and I don't remember, looked at her like, yeah, definitely Pacino. Convertible? Oh, yeah. Convertible, I, the best way to describe it is neon, what, neon teal blue, basically. And, and he, he's driving? Oh, yeah. He's, he was alone, solo. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was a uh, that was probably old school kind of biggest celebrity. Can you do a Pacino impression? No, <laughs> that's, that's not even one I would try. Do you, wait, do you have one? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. He's he's got a great. I mean, he's got a great uh, some famous lines. Oh shit! I probably could do. I don't know if I doubt it's any good, but I used to know his whole uh, speech from Son of a Woman. Oh yeah, towards the end. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, nobody's <laughs> listening. So actually, I do know people are listening now. But uh... oh god, go, go ahead, Dad. Everyone wants it. <laughs> I haven't done this in ten years. Um, you don't have to do the whole thing. Just give us a little piece. Yeah. Uh, well, they're you know 
I don't know the people who are listening, but he's defending or just sitting quietly in this uh, uh, auditorium, and they're you know prosecuting or attempting to prosecute the kids there. Uh, and they were like, "You, <laughs> what does he say? Uh, and you, Mister, whatever you are, a liar." He's like, "But not a snitch." <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Slade. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> That's a little too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, <laughs> what's... Go ahead. Keep going. I guess he goes... I can't. I don't... <laughs> you're building a rat ship here. A vessel for seagoing snitches. And if you think you're preparing these minnows for manhood, you better think again. <laughs> and I don't know. I used to be able to do the whole thing. But... <laughs> It's more memorizing a speech. I, I, need, I need to watch that again. Oh, oh that was, that it's was a good. great what's speech. The, oh, what's that really movie? Good. It was actually really good. Where he's, I think, what is it, Devil's Advocate or something? Him and yeah. Keanu. Yeah, yeah. yeah and in, in that one, he's like, you know, you can you can look, but don't touch. Don't, touch, yeah. but don't, don't taste. Taste. <laughs> taste, but don't eat. Yeah, <laughs> taste, but don't swap. Don't I don't remember. Don't swallow or stuff like that. But, and then you know, and even <clears> any given <throat> Sunday, you know, he's got a good line. He's got some good ones, some famous slides. Any given Sunday I haven't seen in a long, long time, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Son of a Woman, he was doing Pacino doing Pacino, so it's like, whatever your most wildly over-the-top thing is, um, I'll tell you what, what what would be your, uh, (laughs) celebrity voice that you would love to be able to do at a party, or, you know, on the podcast? Uh, never thought about that because it doesn't really interest me. But um, I don't need attention, like you, Ned. <laughs> Just at a party doing impressions. <laughs> I was like um, to point out that I was forced into that under duress. Um, I feel like I don't know, maybe maybe like a, like a De Niro, because um, everyone knows him. Or oh, Jack Nicholson would be good. The the thing about like like actors today, though, it's like it's always these older actors, I guess, because they've been in maybe more things, but it's like, what are you going to do? Like Channing Tatum or, uh, you know, let me do Jonah Hill. Like there, there's no young actors that you can do. Even Leo DiCaprio, who does a lot of dramatic stuff. Well, it's because they haven't become caricatures at this point. You know, they have to, you got to let them grow under their own ridiculousness. And like, you know, uh, even by, uh, Chinatown and, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nicholson was already doing Jack. You know, he's he was kind of well locked into that. And with the exception of as good as it gets, he hasn't really. Where he's still Nicholsony, he hasn't really burst out of that in a long time. Yeah, um, all these guys do it. I mean, Pacino is not into Nero, and I'm sure I'm going to miss a couple of movies here or there. But for the most part, they don't really. It gets very difficult to expand outside that role, and I don't even know if they'd want to at that point. It's just pretty easy to come in and pull it off did you say which impersonation you want to do i mean i guess that my go-to would be probably walking because i think it's so funny the thing is uh impersonations are always pretty entertaining like they're like they don't get old you know it's really funny to watch a person do like six different voices yeah i don't know what it is about that you know what's fun about it is that like you can put very ridiculous words into the mouths of those people then things even the crazier ones probably wouldn't say um, and I, I think that's pretty good. This is making me think about the aristocrats. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but, uh, do you, you know the, the film? 
that's the one with like the dirty joke or something. <laughs> it's the one with the dirty joke, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I vaguely remember this. That's. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in a theater um, before. I mean, you just get kind of wrapped into it, and even if the jokes aren't, you know, that funny. Um, just the way that everyone does it, the enthusiasm with which they do it, is right. pretty great. Um, you got it. You got to see it in a theater. I mean, big that, screen. <laughs> that might be difficult now, but you should see it with a bunch of people. If what, uh, yeah. isn't the whole thing, like, it's not funny, so it's really about what else you're doing? Is that, am I on? Well, the, the joke is that, like, you know, or not the joke, uh, all these comedians pretty much know everybody else, you know, they know all the other comedians because they're always in the back of the, you know, the comedy store or, you know, waiting to go on and they get familiar with each other's bits and their cadence, so even if you're doing new sets, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you're either saving it for your set or <clears throat> you don't really, you know, talk a lot about what you're doing. So this joke, while not terribly funny in and of itself, was a way for other comedians to kind of gauge themselves against others and try to see how much they could make gross out or make other comedians laugh. So it's just like, how far can your um, imagination really take you in this joke? It's the most ridiculous mad lib of all time. I guess. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I vaguely, I remember this is a big deal. It was, and it was, uh, it was pretty funny. I'm going to check that out. Speaking of comedy, actually, I wanted to hmm. mention, I, uh, have you heard of this show HBO crashing? Uh, no. It's basically tells the story of this guy who he breaks up with his wife and gets, he's trying to get into comedy and it's hilarious. There's been like five episodes and, yeah. um, yeah. I highly recommend it. Cause I, I love anything about like comedy, about comedians, like, work in the clubs and all this stuff and it's really funny there's all these like guest um appearances like uh Artie Lang and TJ Miller next week is like Susan Silverman or Sarah Silverman sorry yeah so uh <clears throat> that's love, basically the cast that. of the aristocrats so that's great yeah I think you'd um, enjoy it it's funny what's it called crashing like crashing on a couch oh okay yeah I've never heard of it but I've been a little out of the loop on new shows because I oh I got rid of cable it's big news Yay. for us. Very exciting. Um, take that, cable company. <laughs> well, I realized I spent most of my time watching TV shows I didn't want to watch, but they were on, so, you know, I watched them. Um, so you cut the cord, huh, Dad? Cut the, well, you know, it, they, I still need the Wi-Fi, and that comes in off the cord. But yeah. it's more of a cable. <laughs> but <laughs> Right, okay. But for dramatic effect, you, you basically did cut the cord. Um, in New York, they got DirecTV Now, which is, mm-hmm. a lot of people are using it, but it's like this. The problem is when you cut the cord and you use stuff, you're relying on your network speed and streaming so much, and it's I don't think the kinks are really worked out with that. Like I went to someone's house and it was like buffering and there's you know it was all these issues and I was like I don't need this they're not ready. It sounds cool to say you cut the cord and oh, mm-hmm. I pay like twenty bucks a month, but it's got to be a better service I think. Yeah, buffering is like the new blackout. It's like you're so excited. For me, especially with hockey, like, hey, I get this hockey channel. This is awesome. And then uh, all of a sudden it clicks over from 3.59 to 4 p.m. And it was like the game's blacked out on this channel. And buffering is like we're sitting down with our popcorn. We're so excited for the show. And then it just spins and spins. Yeah, Just waiting for the buffering. Right. It's the worst. Do you think there's a, anything like an update to waiting for Guffman but waiting for buffering? <laughs> just terrible and they they choose that that 
I don't know if it's Apple TV or whatever, but it's just that thing that goes around in a circle. Like, it couldn't be more, more boring and annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm sure they'll, you know, the, God, there's the little pinwheel you get on a Mac every once in a while, but you don't use a Mac. Why, so. why don't, why don't they show beautiful shots of, you know, of the world or famous places? I don't know. Why do they have to just show this thing going around in a circle? Well, that's fine. That's what I was just thinking. Uh, instead of that little thing, they could show production stills from the episode, which wouldn't theoretically take up all that much bandwidth. So yeah. that I might be a nice way to that much, I guess they don't want to come out and say, hey, we're putting in a lot of uh, effort into our buffering uh, visuals because uh, yeah. it takes so long. So we want you to be entertained while it's buffering for 20 minutes. Right. I feel like everyone, you know, is always talking about streaming this and that. Uh, especially ESPN is cutting a lot of jobs because they're saying a lot of people are cutting the cord. Mm-hmm. So, and people watch everything on their phones. I don't watch that. Much. I mean, again, I don't want to be like the younger generation, but do you watch a lot of entire shows on your phone? I guess maybe tablet, but uh, no, I don't watch anything on my phone. Um. Yeah, I don't really know how people do that, especially if you're watching, like, The Lord of the Rings on your phone. Right? Like, that's... Right. Well, really I think it's probably... Maybe it's, like, more... Maybe they watch, like, YouTube and Snapchat videos, and that's... Mm-hmm. It's more that kind of stuff. Like, these YouTube stars yeah. that make $8 million a year somehow from YouTube. Yeah, which is, you know... They're one of the biggest companies that kind of aggregates that is Maker Studios, and they just, I think they just laid off like 700 people or something because they have yet to be profitable. Um, Their major stars are making a ton of money. Right. But I don't know if they're getting a percentage of that, but whatever it is, they they expanded really fast, like a lot of companies, and assumed that um, it would all catch up, but I think they jumped the gun a little bit. Well, uh, have you heard of this? I'm just looking up. This was in December of 2016 article. The highest paid YouTube star, PewDiePie. You heard of him? He? <laughs> Is it, I always thought it was PewDiePie. <laughs> but let's uh, go with PewDiePie because I, oh. I hope I'm wrong about this. No, no it... actually, you're, you're right. The, well, the article, I guess the article's <laughs> wrong. It's a Forbes article. It says PewDiePie. And then, uh, and, oh. then, and, then and then, no, but, but then, then uh, later in the article, it looks like it's, it's uh, whatever you said. PewDiePie. PewDiePie. <laughs> Did I Forbes think... do this? I was just telling somebody about how I, how much I hate Forbes. Their I'll send you the article. Yeah, it says PewDiePie. <laughs> I said, I don't PewDiePie. know. What do you think sounds better, PewDiePie or PewDiePie? I, I want you to keep saying PewDiePie. That should be your catchphrase. <laughs> well, it's, it's this stupid Forbes article person. The headline's fucked up. I should, uh, well, I should send her an email from December and be like, by the way, you got this title wrong. But, um... You should. That's he, that's kind of a big oversight. He made fifteen million, twenty sixteen. Oh, he's getting a little bit of trouble because he had some either yeah, yeah something some anti-Semitic. So, and... it's, always, it's always anti-Semitic. I always get you in trouble. Yeah, you guys just have to be nicer so people stop hating you. Uh, yeah, okay. so that's our fault. <laughs> you ever? Did you ever hear the joke about like any? You know, because some people are like, "There's so many Jewish holidays." So people are like, like people like you are like, "What's this Jewish holiday about?" And it's always like, they tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, 
I can't claim to be the least anti-Semitic person out there because our president is apparently so. Um, or maybe it's maybe it's they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. But you get the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's what most. I mean, that's the that covers every uh, Passover's coming up. We're doing a. We don't have time to do a pre-Passover episode. Maybe we'll do a post-Passover. Episode. Well, we're doing. We're, yeah, we're we're prepping for the post-Passover episode. Yeah. I was a little alliteration happy there, but um, the well, that's uh, what's the the seven days. The menorah is the seven days in the temple with the oil. Oh my god, <laughs> that's like maybe like what's that with the, the, the baby that was born in a manger? And the, I wanted to give you an opportunity to explain it to our. And he uh, shows up on that day that he was born. <laughs> well, what's that called? Uh, I don't know. The big fat guy brings presents. Everybody. Pretty sure that's uh, Easter. There's <laughs> like a bunny. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, Hanukkah. Oh yeah, it's probably the easiest. One to remember. That's Hanukkah? Is that pronouncing right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the holiday episode. We're doing... We're covering every holiday. What are you uh, going to be for Halloween this year? (laughs) What are you doing for Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, it's been fun, Ned. I think we're reaching the end of the line. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we... um... We'll take that long pause as a no. I guess I'll see you at number 20, huh? Yeah, maybe like uh, two weeks. We'll set that up. All right. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Good talking. Hey there, it's me, your stomach down here. You know, the one who can talk. Anyway, I was just at a yoga sesh with a few of the other stomachs and mid tree pose, everyone started talking about Subway's new savory rotisserie style chicken Caesar signature wrap. It's a mouthful to say, I know, but with creamy Caesar dressing and double the rotisserie style chicken, it's not the only thing that's full, if you know what I mean. It's me, I'm the one that's full. (laughs) Cause I'm a stomach, that's kind of what I do. Subway, make it what you want. Double meat based on average six inch sub.